Hi there, and welcome to the Scouters Minute. This week's Scouters Minute is brought to you by CountryMeets.com. Start your next fundraiser for your pack or troop in three easy steps. First, pick your flavors and place your order. Their simple-to-use online order form makes it easy for you to choose any combination of their 12-plus different flavors. Second, sell them all for a dollar each. And third, count your profits. You receive 45% profit on each snack stick. Also, check out their new contactless fundraising options. Go to countrymeats.com backslash sample pack to request your sample box today. Now, on to this week's Scouters Minute. Around this time of year, I'm always reminded of the story of the Titanic. For those of you that don't know this story, I'll share a quick version of it. I'm guessing that my fascination with this story stems back to being a kid in the 80s when Dr. Robert Ballard found the Titanic on the ocean floor over two miles down from the surface. My dad really enjoyed watching National Geographic. To this day, I can still remember myself sitting on the couch next to my father watching the video images from the submersible Argo play out on our television, the resting site of the RMS Titanic. On April 10th, 1912, the Titanic started her maiden voyage from Southampton to New York City. She was the newest and largest ship afloat at the time. She also had the newest technology of watertight compartments that gave her the nickname Unsinkable. Many people believe that even God could not sink her. She was a powerful and majestic ship. Her first-class accommodations were the most luxurious of any ship with a gymnasium, swimming pool, libraries, and the finest dining. At the time, there were three classes, first class, second class, and third class, also known as steerage. With all the high-tech safety features and engineering that went into building her in Ireland, the 2,224 passengers and crew members had great confidence in her. A little too much confidence. Titanic on her maiden voyage only carried 20 lifeboats, less than half of her capacity of 48 lifeboats. If something drastic happened and the passengers needed to abandon ship, only 1,178 people at most would be able to fit on the provided lifeboats. Captain Edward Smith gave the orders for full steam ahead. On April 14th, four days into crossing the Atlantic and about 375 miles south of Newfoundland, she struck an iceberg at 11.40 p.m. ship's time. On the starboard side, starting from the bow and working its way back, the iceberg started punching holes into the hull. A total of five of the 16 watertight compartments were now exposed to the ice-cold water of the great Atlantic Ocean. But not to worry, she was unsinkable from the watertight compartments that could be remotely sealed from the bridge, right? Yes and no. The design of the compartments below deck made it possible to keep the ship afloat if four compartments or less were damaged. But the iceberg breached five compartments, causing the water to flow over the top of each compartment as it filled with water and gradually caused the ship to sink as each of the 16 compartments filled with water. 
the distress call of SOS was broadcasted out to anyone who could help. The RMS Carpathia responded to the call, but was 58 miles away and would take over four hours to reach the Titanic. To the lifeboats, but remember, there were less than half of the needed lifeboats on board to save everyone. Women and children were first to be saved, so the crew began loading the lifeboats, but only at half their capacity. It's even speculated that the first class passengers refused other classes to be permitted on the lifeboats they were on. Also, many of the passengers in the beginning felt that loading the lifeboats was unnecessary. Even the dining room was setting the tables in preparation for the next meal. They still believed that this great ship would not sink. The lifeboats continued to be released with less than full capacity. The band kept on playing, and for the most part, the passengers did not see the danger. In two hours, things started to get bad, real quick. The bow started to dip farther into the water, so much that the passengers noticed the angle as they walked or ran to their lifeboats. Those that doubted that the ship would sink came to the quick realization that the Titanic was doomed. But now, most of the lifeboats were either already gone or filling up quickly. There was no more room for those who waited too long to be saved. One can only imagine the chaos with a sinking ship in the middle of the freezing Atlantic, flares being launched into the dark sky, the sound of water spilling into the bulkheads, the band playing Nearer My God to Thee, screaming, crying, fear. At 2.20 a.m., from the weight of the water pulling her down, Titanic broke apart and foundered with over 1,000 people still aboard the ship. Those who did not hesitate running to the lifeboats were saved. Sometimes the small and simple decisions like taking a seat in a lifeboat are the choices that end up determining the rest of our lives. We can learn many lessons from the history of the Titanic that we can apply into our daily lives. As scouts, we learn to always be prepared. When Baden-Powell was asked what to be prepared for, his response was, why, for any old thing. Continue to do your best each day as you prepare yourself for any old thing.